No, so Belotti. Or is it that Bernadeschi was not going to become there? He, he can go Galatasaray, hopefully does well, does positive, and proves himself that he's of that value. Anyway, nobody's against This Italian here. football, Anto. We just, uh, if, if we bet, we bet five dollars. Hey, so far I never lost five Wink, bet. wink, never. right, Gaetano? Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Can, all right, can we start? We started. Uh, all right. So. <laughs> so why don't we go with him? So they won 1 nothing against AC Milan. Let them be. Uh, Hold just on, get what? it out of your chest. <laughs> please, please. Please, let's, please. Let's give him a little bit of a break. It's got to be painful. It's got to be nice and slow. Oh, okay. Not that we go right away. And wow. then we, Not like a band aid, right? Know, come on. Pete, all of a sudden, the smile, the smile is back. Why don't we talk about something that's on my mind before we get into the games? Is this Zaniolo? Zaniolo now moving to Galatasaray. We didn't really have an opportunity Crazy. to talk about this situation prior. What a weird, weird series of events it's been. Because if you think about just a couple of months ago, you would never expect him not only to leave Roma in January, but especially not to leave going to Galatasaray. Uh, bad bad management from uh, from all sides, especially from the, the side of Zaniolo, who he is moving to Galatasaray. It's going to be around $20 million, which Roma is going to get. Because they told him, you're going to sit on the bench. You're not going to play for the remaining of uh, the season. And instead of you know doing that and sitting on the sideline, he decided that he needs to go and play. <clears throat> There'll be a $35 million release clause for any other team that wants to sign him in June. So this is really just an opportunity for him to play. But man, did this go wrong on, uh, on so many different fronts. Yeah. Now, I would say before, since we're talking about Galatasaray, obviously we saw the events with uh, Turkey. So we want to say, uh, you know, our condolences to the lives lost. And then obviously it's a tragic event. And, Syria and, as well. To, Syria to all as the well. countries that... To all the countries that were affected. affected Syria, yeah. you know, There's a few other Middle Lebanon. Eastern countries mm. that so were... I think affected. Turkey and Syria took the hardest blow. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... We're, gonna, of, we're working on something, actually, awesome. uh, to, to do some relief. Awesome. We have a merch. We had merch that was scheduled to go out this weekend. Um, and we're going to donate proceeds from that towards uh, the relief. Well done. Okay. Um, Very good. So... Yeah, so just tragic events, and I uh, just wanted to mention that, I guess, before we went out to Galatasaray. And, and Zaniolo, we know already the, the situation there did not end the way it should have. And I think Roma took a, a strong stance. At the same time, Zaniolo, I think, really overstepped his boundaries in what he should and shouldn't have done. Um, he wanted out for a long time. I think even, like I said, this summer, there was a really close deal Um to be had with Juventus for him to go out there. Didn't happen, stayed, and not having a great season, but just I feel as a player, there's no need for you to to put pressure publicly. Like you could have done it within Roma, make your, you know, your case be known, mm -hmm. but then don't let anything get out. And then when you come out and say certain things, you make everyone look bad. And and this is what ended up happening. You go to Galatasaray, which we know is not a premier destination for a player like Zaniolo. Um, but it kind of suited Roma well were they able to collect the 20 million or so you know and and, and move on and then for Zaniolo I think the only thing that benefits him I guess is this 35 million dollar release, uh, by clause, release yeah. clause so at that point you know there are teams in, in Europe that were already willing to spend that money and um, it's not a it's not a substantial amount for a talent like him but you know he still has a lot to prove I think he's not on the top right now so he has to he has to climb that mountain. I beg the difference. If I want to, if I want to just finish up to answer Peter, I'll tell you what. If you're not playing, you are in terrible shape with the management and uh, maybe with the with the coaching staff. 
I think that's kind of the light of the end of the tunnel. He didn't want to go to England. He finally saw a light into Galatasaray, which is not a very bad team. It's actually one of the best teams that they have in Turkey. Mm -hmm. He's going to be joining Cardi over there. He's going to be joining a couple other very good uh, players over there. So I see him as a very good chance to put himself again into the landscape of the, the future of the strikers or the people that they play offensive game at that level. And maybe that the things are going to be changing for the best for him because he didn't do much in Roma. His number in Roma were mm-hmm. one, one goal, I think, the Serie A. Yeah. The only thing, Anto, to touch on that, the England move, is what, why I say that so many things went wrong and he handled it the wrong way is because he put in this transfer request. He did it in a way that he broke the relationship with Roma. And credit to the Friedkins who stuck by their word and said, we're not going to let anyone walk over us because... This sets a poor example for future players. So he didn't want Bournemouth because he was waiting for AC Milan to make mm-hmm. the offer. Milan were not going up to the numbers that were met. So Zaniola said, oh, okay, I'm not going to Bournemouth. You know, he said, I'm going to stay at Roma. I think he didn't realize that he would actually be kicked out of the squad and not being able to play. And then once he realized that, he tried to accept Bournemouth's deal, but it was too late because they spent $30 million on Traore from Sassuolo. So it's not even that he rejected Bournemouth. He did at first. But then he tried to go back on it because Bournemouth would have been a better option than Galatasaray. The only reason being he goes to Galatasaray is because their Mercato ends on Wednesday. So they were still the only team possible for him to go to. A lot of people have been criticizing him saying, um, why is he going there? Yeah, I understand it's not top five league, but he has his back kind of against the wall now. He knows he's not going to play for six months. So now he can go to Galatasaray, hopefully does well, does positive and proves himself that he's of that value for another team to buy him. So I think that's that's one of the biggest reasons. A lot of they got a lot of criticism for that. Listen, it's six months. You play as best you can. There's some good players there that you know. And from there, if you do well there, you can go to any team pretty much. I think the criticisms team. come because of how he handled it. I think that yeah, yes, when you see that. the position yeah. that he's in, 100% going to Galatasaray is better than sitting for six months for sure. uh, on your ass in Spezia, in La Spezia, doing nothing. Listen, they always told me never burn your bridges. And exactly. they, he handled it very bad. He's immature to me. He's immature. And the people that are around him, they are very bad management people. And that's what happened to him. He could have gone uh, uh, to um, a, a destination where he would have liked much better than being in, in, in that team and tried to stay with a, a top team, but they handled it very bad. It's so weird because, uh, you know, you thought that the relationship with Roma would be stronger for, you know, he had two major ACL tears where the club stood by him. They kept believing in him. They tried to make him really the face of Roma. The fans loved him for a large part. Yes, maybe he wanted to move to Juventus, but you would never expect it to get to the point in which it did. So that's sort of my my logic between why I say that I feel bad. There's definitely a deeper story that I think mm-hmm. we don't know about what happened because even Jose Mourinho, or you would expect somebody else from the club to be like, listen, kid, you're making, you're making a mistake. Do you realize what you're doing here? So I feel like there's something deeper that was brewing, that there's a reason why he did this. But unfortunate to see it handled. Best of luck to him. But uh, it's going to be harder to follow him now then. Anyway, one, yeah, but let's Mark, get I that out break, of the way. I want to break a bridge again. One more, one more on top, just to continue what you were just saying before. I want to break, break a bridge on his favor again. Because, uh, you know, we don't know what happened with Carstrop. I mean, we know that Mourinho, he ran out of favor with Mourinho, this guy here. And we will never know the truth of what's going on with Zaniolo. Because Zaniolo, like you said, technically is a, is a spectacular player. His numbers were very bad. But at the end of the day, management and the coaching staff will have done something. They probably, 
there probably is, there is something that we're never going to know at now. Maybe we're going to know at the end of the season. But there is something that went on. Because Maybe Daniolo, soon we'll find out even. You think so? Because if he's completely sold by Roma, you would, you'd imagine that he's going to come out true. and try to defend himself because he's been getting a lot of hate. Oh, you think from either one, from either side something is going to come out? So. I think I think he was scared still being in Italy. What, what could you, happen to him? You. But right. anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the Serie A. Where do you want to start? Mr. Money Man. Why don't we all your start bets? with Juventus? <laughs> yeah. Fresh, fresh. Let's start with money, Juventus. Money, money, right? Wow. Let's start with Juventus. Uh, I only saw the highlights because uh, um, I was uh, I, I didn't get a chance to watch uh, the game. But I had a very good feeling wow. that Juventus was going to do well today. I had a very good feeling that Vlaovic was going to score today. Um, Let you play some bet. <laughs> <laughs> you put your money where your mouth is. And... Uh, and and uh, I know Allegri plays mind games. Yeah, we're playing against Salernitana. We, we need to go to 40 points, uh, not to go to Serie B. I mean, you <laughs> you have a team of all national team players. You're, getting, you're playing against Salernitana. So I think, uh, yeah, I think little by little they're gonna they're gonna improve. The next game is a very interesting game. They're playing at Fiorentina in Torino. And uh, that's going to be a really um, difficult uh, because uh, Fiorentina needs points mm-hmm. so bad. Um, and you have a terrible <laughs> loss. They, they are they in, had they are in 13 place now and Lecce and uh, is it like one point away? There's two teams that are like one point away. So Fiorentina, the fans, to, they were booed them after the game. Yeah. The Fiorentina fans. That's how yeah. mad they were after the loss against Bologna. Yeah, yeah. I read some of the articles uh, about Fiorentina, so it's going to be very interesting. Uh, but I think Juventus uh, from now, I think they will start uh, with uh, Di Maria' spectacular um, assist that he had on that penalty. What a ball he gave it to uh, inside the area with the outside of his foot. And I think little by little now they're going to climb. To the top. Wow. I think they've been lacking Vlaovic. I too, as well. I, I believe that Vlaovic, he loves a goal against Lenitana. It was an opportunity for him. He's starting in a game. He needs to get his rhythm back. Uh, so if you're, there's not much to say in a match against Lenitana. They did their job. I'm sure for Juventus fans, it's nice to see them scoring three goals. Vlaovic getting two of them. Important moment. They need him to be able to step up, especially with Milik. Um, not there. So good job by them on that. Anyone else have anything different? Not about? really. Pogba? Yeah. What's wrong with Pogba? Again, he's Pogba? Out. Yeah, still out. Still out. What a mess! A lot of criticism from him. He he will come back before 2030. (laughs) (laughs) That's a safe bet if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any bets on uh, (laughs) for that one? What are the odds? Over another two years. (laughs) Yeah, what a mess with uh, with Pogba. I mean, the way he handled number one the surgery in the beginning to try to make the World World Cup, Cup, and then the fact that he was more fatigued afterwards because he. he wasn't recuperating in the right amount of time. But I think when Pogba does come back, uh, it's he's going to be so important for the team. When he does come back, we'll, we'll see. Overall, Juventus, they have so many injuries. What They have the most muscle injuries I've ever seen in a club. Mm. Even Miretti, he went down today. I think it's something with his ankle. Uh, but there's something wrong within Juventus the, with their doctors and the way that they train. But he was hurt before. He was. He, he had issues uh, before. I meant more generally. But. Yeah, yeah. So, but he also has a other issue. Mm. Oh yeah, Miretti, like like Daniel, no Pogba. Oh Pogba, like Daniolo. He's a I don't know. They they have some. Uh, he handled <laughs> very poorly. You don't handle it like that, you know. Uh, you you go to the best doctors available and you take 
and let let them tell you now nah, he made the wrong decisions but can you understand also from his perspective if the doctor tells you listen for sure i'm not disagreeing with that but if you put yourself in his shoes he's got this opportunity with france who they went to the final they have an opportunity to win a world cup you start to tell yourself oh okay if i can do physical therapy to recuperate maybe i could get to that sort of level that it will be okay no no that's not a profession you you go to the best doctors in the world and you ask them what is the Let's not the, oh i think if i do therapy they gave it's them, they, obviously they gave them that decision good. they probably said the best thing to recover is surgery yeah but you, you can. can do a physical therapy it's not as because like when i had my knee surgery they told me the same thing you know obviously it's not the same but right. they said do surgery you're gonna be really good you could do physical therapy but you're never gonna get 100%. it back to that level that yeah. it would with surgery so mm. you probably like waited out it backfired on him that's for sure and i'm sure Juventus is not happy with the way that he handled it but well, that was i irrational. do understand to be in his irrational. in his shoes i'm not saying that he made the right decision but i can understand that you want to try to play in a world cup how much you guys are paying for this guy here nine million oh, boy. i think seven million a year seven million that's all right chop change for you listen guys. <laughs> you worry about no i just ask a question don't don't take it personally team over there because i yeah. got something for you oh all right. What are we going to wow. do before we go to, uh, let's we'll go go to Inter Milan? Milan. Inter. Inter Milan. He just no. said before. Yeah, before, oh, before. We, before uh, we go to Napoli. Let's talk about Napoli. 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 Leaders. Osimhen, what a, what a freaking player this guy is. 16 goals in the Serie A. He scores goals one better than the other. His header, he actually jumped higher than Ronaldo in the goal against Sampdoria than he did. I think it was 263. Uh, Spezia, Spezia. No, Sampdoria. So I meant Ronaldo's no, Ronaldo goal against, against Sampdoria. Oh, Ronaldo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the goal against Spezia. He got off the ground for a, a minimum. 263 centimeters, I think it was. That's all of the new, Anto. 2.69 meters? No, it's impossible. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Check, like, telling me that this guy, he well, jumped, the, he reached. He reached, right. reached. Oh, he with reached. his head. Yeah. yeah. yeah but now don't tell me that the bottom of his foot. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. He didn't go eight feet. Well, he's 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 now you're getting yeah, me a little I bit of water. You're with getting me water. With the stick. Maybe this guy got a springs under the shoes. 258 centimeters, Osho. Okay. About eight, nine feet? Was it eight feet? Yeah, I think it's like around eight, eight points out, eight and a half feet, something like that. Uh, but what a what a player and his the duo with uh, Quadratelia, man, these two players they're Definitely. they're unbelievable. Napoli mm-hmm. just keep passing ta- test after test, and then when you watch the game because I saw the first half against Spezia, they were not doing much, right? It was a, it was a weird first half, and then six seconds into the second half, they get this like gift of a of a handball from Spezia, gift meaning Spezia shoot themselves in the foot to give away such an easy penalty kick, and it just makes me continue to think that everything is leading towards you know sometimes you have seasons where everything works out like milan last year this just feels like again one of those where napoli are putting themselves in that position but things are going to be honest right down there i right. don't even see any i feel like this napoli team don't feel any pressure they're just playing they're having fun and everything's working you know what i'm saying like they're like oh they're on our tail or they're scared that uh, there's going to be a collapse. They concede a goal. They get petrified, as we've seen in previous seasons. They're just having fun. They play good football, and they're dominating in every aspect of the game. Mike, they got 13 points. Okay, but they've been doing it from the beginning of the season. It's not that if they lose one game. If you lose one game, and then uh, you you feel the pressure if the other team is right behind But they've been doing this from the beginning of the season, though, Gaidano. Nothing changed from that. Winning brings confidence. And winning will uh, will make you play very. You, everybody's very happy, and everybody supports each other. And even if they take you out, they 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 on the sideline cheering for the okay. other players to go in. So, but that's all about winning. Okay, but Napoli was up over how many points against Juve, and they ended up losing the lead. There's a it's a 
Not no. 13 points. It was, was nine, never, I think they, they've never been 13 no, points. Maybe not, but it was around nine, I believe. I got to find out exactly. But it was a considerable amount of lead, and they ended up no, this fumbling. This is not going to happen this year. Though. I'm but not think, saying think, it, but I'm I, just but saying that's I think one thing. counter to that is, like, I think that that Juventus was an unbelievable Juventus as well. Those are two top teams. Yeah. I mean, the way that Napoli lost the league, I think it was with 91 points, is something that doesn't happen very mm. often. I think the, also the counter to just 13 points is also that the team that's in second, Inter, has not shown itself to be serious. They'll slip up, and then also yeah. same time, it's so that helps. Even, as even well. if it's nine games, like it's still a psychological thing to know that you're only one one game away or two games away. With 13 points, you you have to slip up four games, and Over. everybody else has to be perfect. So even if you make that one mistake, you don't feel the pressure of if you make a second mistake, you're still gonna have that. Listen, you so, wanna hope uh, you. Yeah, you won't hope that uh, they these things translates uh, uh, on uh, on the plus size even when the, on the Champions League because all they knew, they knew they need to do right now is just concentrate on the Champions League and I mm. think with the mentality that they have and the team that they have I think they can they can go far. You know what I looked up the odds to Napoli winning the Champions League just for fun. Plus 1100. We should put a team get down on, get the phones out. <laughs> you know who's favorites? Let's bet on. What's so weird? <laughs> what's so weird is I think favorites right now is um, Manchester City. Which they're also not in a good moment, considering Spurs just beat them. Things, a lot of problems even off the field for Manchester City. We know they're with all the things. PSG, PSG. They're the favorites in the in the bookies at least, and Napoli's pretty much almost level with even Real Madrid. Real Madrid's like plus one thousand, and I think Napoli's like plus twelve hundred or plus uh, eleven hundred. Do you actually think? I didn't think we were going to get into this. Do you actually think Napoli can win the Champions League? I would say semi-final, maybe the final, but semi-final for sure. I could see it. I don't think it's that crazy. Oof. Explain. Keep I on. can see them on the same. It's what was it four games? Who's better than them in the world right now? I don't see. I don't see that many. I mean, Liverpool I mean, that they don't exist Bayern anymore. Bayern Munich's gonna be very hard for them. No, Bayern Liverpool, is not that no. good. No. Man City's very good. I think Manchester they're on the same City, level. Manchester Liverpool, City. Liverpool's not having a good year. No, at not all. Liverpool. I see Bayern Munich's on the same level as them. Uh, Man City's on the same level as Real, they don't have it this year. Real, I still put them. No, Real Madrid every no. time in the Champions Real League. Real too. I think they're all, all four of those teams. You can't use Real Madrid out. PSG, see, yeah. look, there's a lot PSG of good teams. PSG, maybe. That's they're, what I'm saying. The same. They might, they right might get now, into the to same me, Napoli's, uh, they're not, uh, they, they don't look good for the Champions League. I think they are. I don't think that they'll care. They will they never say it. They will never be a problem. I think they'll be in the top, top, the top, 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 top four. But with this point gap that you're saying that they have no pressure, they could kind of also focus on that as well. Play their subs in the league or yeah. something. A well, I mean, bit? I think they listen when you're in the Champions League at this stage, <laughs> know, you're yeah. gonna focus no matter what. No, mm -hmm. Nobody's gonna fool you to say, Hey, we're not gonna focus the Champions League. Because, first off, you have to respect the competition that you're in, but second, as a team, like financially, every time you pass when you're in this in, in this part of uh, you know, this you get money, step, every you're, every you're gonna make a lot of money yeah. with the TV rights, so that already is a is a, a prize enough for the, for the team and for the players. Um, the only thing is, like I thought, you have a PSG where you have to face Mbappe, Neymar, yeah. Messi. So I think the only weakness for this Napoli team is, by the way, PSG or Bayern, one of them is out. Just to your point, yeah, because they're playing each other. Oh, they're playing each other. Okay, mm. but uh, I think the weakness, I think is out that weakness of Napoli is uh, could be potentially the defense. Mm -hmm. If somebody gets injured, if they need to make it to, to be able to match up with a with even the, with, with their a stellar, even with their player. current defense. The defense is, is really not that great. But it's, I know it's working in Serie A, but when you go up against these teams in Champions League, my, my only counter to that is that as a unit, they're defending well. Because there's a difference between, and I, I want to say this about Milan as well, there's a difference between uh, defending and usually you just look at the back four and you're saying they're not playing good. 
but also it's the defensive phase. And the defensive phase, the entire Napoli works really well at even the front three, winning the ball back, mm -hmm. constantly having the ball in mm -hmm. the opposition's defense. The midfielders doing really great work, which I think mm -hmm. is where Milan is lacking as well. So on that aspect, Napoli do great, but individually the, that back four, when you think about going up against the players that you mentioned, that's where I see that the level is too high. But the counter to that is, I'm sure in Naples right now, they don't care. I don't think they care about going out of Coppa Italia. They're full focus on Scudetto. Yeah. I think they care about Scudetto more than they would care about the Champions League, obviously. Right but now, realistically. you must be thinking, everything is going so right for us in this moment. <laughs> Things are falling yeah. into place in a way that no one in their wildest dreams could have imagined that they're having this great of a season. Maybe something is in the air that they must feel like, guys, we can do it. And I think they'll have that confidence in the competition. Of course, they have to go through Frankfurt first, which we know that. No, Anto, don't even Please. go there. I heard nah, your comments about North Macedonia. Come on, that's not even a question. I've seen Frankfurt play; they're actually a very good that's team. Uh, also, yeah. so instead of if you know the Champions League game is coming up and you got a Serie A match, maybe play Simeone instead of Osimhen that time. Depends who you're playing. I don't know what the schedule looks like. Does it really matter? Simeone is not a bad striker. Yeah, right. I know. Ras and then rest Osimhen to right. make sure he runs every second for that they, Champions League and match. And you can make an argument for why Simeone, he could be starting at most Serie A clubs. And Elmas Elma too. Elmas is a very good player you, this season. No, nice. I think this is what we're missing over here. Every time we're looking at the team, we're looking at just, the, oh, who are the four defenders? And there was, oh, they are better defender. No, I think Napoli, when you look at the face, the defensive face, like you said it, they are being helped by a midfield that is got Zielinski, is got Anguissa, is got Robotka. He's got four or five of those uh, Mastiffs that uh, they do not let you Okay? Those guys, they don't let you breed with the ball. So not, it's not just defense is going to be facing Manchester City or yes. PSG and all the stuff. When you started to clock that area over there, because defensively, Napoli is going to play a 4-4-2 or maybe a 4-3 or 4-3. Yeah, okay, so what I'm trying to tell you that the defense is secondary to the fact that yes. the midfield that they have we is so that. strong Listen, that they're they going to offset but, the, yeah, the yeah, weakness that, well, that they have defensively. I went through, I think, because I would have said, with any other case, I would have said, like Atalanta in years past, they don't have a deep enough bench. But this is not the case with mm -hmm. Napoli. They sure. have a deep bench. Sure. I think... What we have to recognize is Napoli definitely can go pound for pound with a lot of the top teams. I, I truthfully believe that. But when you reach the Champions League and you reach these certain levels, the individual brilliance is what makes a difference. So when you have Messi versus Kim, we're talking about betting. I don't know who you'll bet on, <laughs> but I'm going to bet Messi. I'll bet Kim. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I don't know what you're betting on. You've been the hot lately. <laughs> Okay, well, about, okay, now my counter to that is Osiman. Yeah. You talk about individual brilliance. Yeah. If we think, and this is something that Matteo Bonetti brought up to me, he said he has to be considered top three striker right now in the world. For sure. Osiman. This season, you think of Mbappe, that's better than him. Holland, Holland. that's better. Who else? Uh. Well, I can give you five. Vlaovic. Oh, boy. <laughs> what, what center forward is better than Osman well, right now? you got Neymar. You got Neymar. Mbappe. Oh, you got Messi. Nah, they're, 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 they're not strikers. They're not strikers. If you just say center forwards. Forwards. We're talking about forwards. Center forwards. Center forwards. Neymar scores goals. But if you say number nine, who has been better than him? 
It's hard to think of a number nine that's Benzema been better than him. Is he, no, is he's been injured. injured. He's been injured. This he's season. been injured. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And when you have uh, a top the, three striker he's in, in he's Europe, he's in the top five. He can win you games, yeah. and he has won them games. He won games Many against times. Roma when they were down. Like so, that's an aspect. And same thing with Quadratelia because Quadratelia, yes, he doesn't have the same numbers as some of those, even though he's got eight goals and is it eight assists now, something like yeah, that. He he does put up really good numbers. They have those pieces to the puzzle that I think that they can make. This run, but of course, focus on the scudetto. It's just Napoli's top four in uh, in your in Europe. I don't I don't know if they can win the Champions League, but definitely in the top four or five team. Okay, where we're going next, so guys? You gotta believe it. So where we're going next. Let's go to Inter Milan. Now we'll wait a little. Wait a little. Wait a little. Wow, we gotta uh, just to make it uh, harder. Okay, so, <laughs> Mike, where are you gonna go? Lazio, Lazio. Mike, where you wanna go? Roma. What's on your mind? What's one of your takeaways still, from this I'm weekend? I'm still stuck on Zaniolo. <laughs> I'm still so shocked in the. What's one of your takeaways from this Serie A weekend? <laughs> this Serie A weekend? That's something that you learned or that you were interested by? Uh, Don't think too hard, Mike. I see your head smoking. Good question. We need, um, did you talk to anybody from um, the Roma uh, club? No. We need, we, we need to hear like the president of the Roma club and see what he thinks, you know? Maybe they have some insight. Well, they won this weekend. No, about Zaniolo. Oh, oh, about Zaniolo. I mean, they won this weekend. Tammy Abraham is getting back into the form that they need him to get into. Yeah. I think that the top four race for Dybala me, for me, is what the best player of the year. What a player that's guy. <laughs> He's the man. Roma. You, if you say when you say Roma, you just say Dybala, and that's it because that's the old team right there. Jeez. Because even Abraham without Dybala will not will not do much. Roma. I, I think that. My takeaway for sure is Roma. It's that they are so good because the top four race is so good. It's really hard. To, the two to six or seven range in Italy, it's so competitive that anyone can finish in the top four. And you pair it with performances from Lazio where they they go on to tie against Elas Verona and Atalanta who lose to Sassuolo. So it's just making it tighter and tighter. And there really is an opportunity for somebody who maybe... A month ago, we didn't expect to get into the top four. That today we look at them and we say Roma has a huge opportunity to be amongst one of those teams. Then we'll see what happens with the 15 points and Juventus and where that gets them. Oh, you're but still hoping this moment, 15 points, man. You keep saying every time you keep saying the 15. You're done with this 15 points. I think you should be kissing the ground what, um, that you only got deducted 15 points. You should what, be deducted what 30 Roma points. What Roma needs is another forward. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. They need to get. Uh, <laughs> they need to get another forward. Yeah, they got this, uh, what they got, 15 million from uh, Zaniolo, Around 20. 20 million. Um, yeah, they need to get a nice, uh, another forward. Otherwise, they can't do it. But right. Lazio Tammy was cool. so good. Do you think it's a hiccup? Yeah, but like, it's, it's one, this one. Yeah, but you, you, need, have, you, you have need somebody a, else. You also have Belotti. Belotti. Uh, Belotti is a disaster. I mean, I wouldn't even have that guy in the team. He's he's not, that's how annoying. Well, they got rid of Shomoro, though, so they, they're, 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 banking, another one. they're so banking on Belotti. Like Those these types of play, nah, these types well, of players are not going Don't talk about Belotti like that. Mourinho ruins careers. He's a player for a reason because he's not good. How about Shevchenko? He's for the level of Spezia. He's for the level. No, that's where he went, right? He went Spezia? Yeah, Spezia. Mm-hmm. I've never been impressed with Shomorodov. No. I was. Yeah, I watched him, watch him at general. They, wait, they waited all summer for Belotti to come in, and Belotti doesn't make any impact. Yeah, I mean, no, the guy Bellotti's runs, he presses, disaster. but yeah. no, he's not a player for Roma either. They do need somebody of that higher level, especially yeah. with Zaniolo gone. They need somebody who produces and gets goals. Ziyech would have been 
a beautiful El player. always looking good, good though over there, right? He comes in, he does his job, he does a little shimmy shammy, does a couple of tricks, gets Ooh. a goal sometimes. El Sharawi. Oh, El I'm not a big fan of El Sharawi, but he does. When he came in, he produces. He did, yeah, he did run yeah. up and down. He runs up and down. But I'm not, um, I'm not a big fan. They need to find a player like Ala Lukman, player that they get yeah, for ten million. You know, scout somebody who's doing great. But mm. he's another man that's. Well, on you fire. have to remember also, Teca yeah. Correa. Uh, who scores from Roma? If if uh, Abraham doesn't score, it's Dybala. You, you know, mm. Pellegrini is not producing like he was either. That can score. That's it. Listen, they score a lot of goals on set pieces. In fact, mm. they got two yeah. goals. On set pieces, kick. so they have the opportunities on yeah. like these set pieces, but at the same play. time, the whole build up and everything. I mean, we know Mourinho, his style doesn't play into the uh, you know free flowing game, but you have Dybala who has to be able to to create Tammy. You know, it's really uh, upsetting, really, because we know his ability. Tammy's We've seen him. Lately. No, but what I want to say, what I, yeah, I want to say, like judging it off his past couple games, he's no, getting into the, form. But we're talking about getting a striker at this point. If this guy was was the top go-to guy, we wouldn't have this yeah. discussion no, about a striker. I think you're saying you know, an additional player no, to I'm play alongside Tammy. Additional. Okay. I but, mean, if Pellegrini was scored at 10, 12 goals, okay. Well, he was but, last season. Huh? He was last season. Now he's not so producing. So you need So you need someone else to contribute. You're saying, okay. Well. I still think that Tammy, but for his ability, should be doing more for this of Roma team. That, that's that's my my honest opinion, and not to to knock him or say that he hasn't been uh, doing good in these last games. But him, his ability to take on a man, his his size, his strength, like he needs to to do more. I think. Um, but Roma, I what I wanted to get at is like a Lukman in Atalanta. There's a little less pressure than of going to Roma. Like Roma, you have to be good right away. And the fans, even if you know they don't win a Scudetto every year or every five years, they still have the expectations super high and, and everybody is super focused on, on the team and critical on the team. Like you have a bad performance, all of a sudden you're going to be... You're the bad guy. Down, yeah, you're, you're looked down to get out. So it's a little bit of a different... You can't make those surprise signings with Roma. Or you got to be willing to take hits, or or get lucky sometimes, or or you know. Bet on a young kid like Baldanzi or something. That's a, it. Would be good, but at the same bad. time, it's it's a. No, a, I was using that as an example. Step. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it would be great to be able. But Baldanzi, listen, he came from Empoli's youth. Somebody that I've been looking at for a long time. He's Talented one of these player, shifty number ten when he was an Empoli, you know, Empoli Primavera. Little guy. Yeah. yeah, he's small, but it's your size. Small but mighty, right? Yeah. But. Small but you know, in Empoli is another example. Like you can you can put this guy in in Empoli, and no one's gonna kill him. You go to Roma, it's hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's hard, and and we see even with some of the younger guys that make mistakes. You know, you 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 got an issue. I I have I have to say I haven't been as excited about a young player as I have been about Baldanzi. Yeah, I've seen him play. Yeah, it's very impressive so far. I mean, that this I guy's really got a lot of confidence. About he goes young through players. You know, so I just like player. I like players who are just intelligent on the ball, who have great control, who see the game, who are not scared, and he's shown those little signs and sparks. Of course, he hasn't done anything crazy yet, but you know, you, you don't just judge once they're fully ready. When you look into just like their ability, he's got an ability that we don't often see. In Italy, it's not afraid of shooting. He jumps the player. The one-on-one -on -one is very good. I saw him. I think the biggest. Thing, Jovinko, I though. think the biggest thing with him that a lot of I feel like the Primavera talent uh, 
lack is Baldanzi doesn't shy away from the pressure. I feel like he's the kind of guy that will go forward rather than lateral, and he's not scared to make mistakes mm-hmm. either. And it helps Great. him that he's at a smaller club because they're more likely to play him because they're able to make those mistakes because they're playing a Primavera player, homegrown talent. And it's, it's great to see. It. It's just one of the many examples how much talent there is in Italy. And the more people realize this, the more money they save, the more that's put into uh, these facilities and grows them for the future. But so. don't you think we need to get like a player like that who's shown the talent, right? Don't you think they need to start playing like high pressure games because that's what's going to yeah, help him make him better eventually yeah, yeah. i see no, something like he can't just stay at empoli of course it's still but, early but he's completely raw now yeah he's yeah. seen he's shown signs of talent but you gotta keep yeah, you already developing. you already have in mind juventus for the no case. i don't think he's i don't think he's <laughs> no i don't think he's there i think he's for the next level yeah. he's for immediately you're saying this this january uh sorry this june yeah i think he needs to make a team that like an udinese for example who was Kind of competing for Conference League. Mm. Yeah, Udinese. Already? Yeah. You think that quickly? No. Yeah. In the but summer he, now? At top half of the table. Where is Empoli right now in the They're table? Close. It's not that bad. They're not in bad but, shape. But Empoli's not going to get into a Europa Conference League yeah, or something. Yeah. But he's going to develop. He's going to get the same amount of this, minutes. I think, that yeah, Udinese he would. think so? Yeah, you think he would. This kid, I think he's got similarity with Brian Diaz when he plays at his best. They're, I think he's got... They're tied with Juventus. So 10th place. What are they in? Empoli in 10th place? Well, tie on points with Juventus. Yeah, but they're in 12th place. Yeah, but they're 26 points with Juventus. Okay, where's... It's not bad. Udinese is not that far up. The same it's thing. not the same thing though. If they're in but they're 12th tied place, up points though with Juve, I, not the same. I, they're not getting to conference league. They're not in competition to no, get, get into it. that level. But it's gonna be harder for a Torino. To play okay, at I Udinese. saw. I just noticed Torino or Udinese. Those could be possible clubs for him. Yeah. The the only issue is, but with a player like that, Empoli's not gonna let him go for for cheap. So they're gonna have already a high for expectation. Sure. So they'll probably want to keep him for the year, unless Udinese comes in and says, "Hey, we'll pay you 15 million," which at that point. It doesn't look like a likely. Did you say fifteen? No, it's unlikely. Fifteen, twenty, whatever. A, 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 a substantial sum for a player that's only played, you know, a handful of, not even a handful, well, but yeah, like let's well, say from now until the end of June, yeah. six months of of Serie A soccer. I don't think anybody's gonna make that jump, but more so that Empoli won't be willing to give mm-hmm. him up because if he is this diamond, right? That they see already him. next year, him. he can stay with Empoli, put up the numbers, and then that's when the bigger clubs, you in, know. In Italy can I remember come watching Dybala at Palermo, and there's always that debate, right? Because they're playing in a smaller market, they're playing for a smaller team. You got to look at the talent. Like when you see talent, and the kid is not scared, and he's got it, they could play at any level. I agree. For, for me, I don't, I don't, I never see that. I don't like the he's got to develop. Like there's yeah. two players, like Berardi, for example, is one True. that always wanted to stay at Sassuolo, right? Every person, every body can make their own decisions. I don't judge, right? Yeah. He wants to play at Sassuolo. He wants to be the guy. Kind of like what Di Natale was to Udinese. Fair play to you. But when I just talk about the top level to go to the next level, you have to challenge yourself. You have to go into a bigger market. Of course, you take into consideration playing time because I think that has to be crucial. But if you never take the jump, then you never see what what you got, what you actually have. I'll tell you why. I think there are teams already looking at this kid here. Nah, they're, they're looking, looking at, at Parisi too because those are the, the, the talents that we have in Italy right now. I think they're going to keep him over here. Whether Inter is looking at them or AC Milan, I think Juventus is looking at them as well. Those are a couple of the young, yeah, you the got, younger uh, 
young talents that we have that they, I think they, they're already gonna gonna be sold. But you have to remember, it takes two to tango. So like at the same time, even if a Juventus is interested in, in, in a Dybala at that time, has to Palermo sell. is gonna wanna sell him for a certain amount of money. And I think he sold for more than 30 million. Yeah, I think around And he there, was yeah. there for a couple of years. I mean, he played when they true, were in true. Serie B and then in Serie A. So you need to see the repeat because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people also get caught up in that mm -hmm. one-time hit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't wanna say, but Piontek, for example, is a guy that had an amazing six months or so, and Milan right away jump on him because they think he's a for sure thing. And then you see he's still a good player, but he's not that superior talent. I think what, what a lot of people have to realize is you need to see the consistency within a year, two years, three years even, where you say, okay, this guy's been scoring 15 goals every every time. There's something so, here. Rather than one season. One season. Like a Belote. Unless you... Correa. But you can jump You Correa. can jump on him. You can <laughs> jump on him. But there's more of a risk, I feel. So, okay. To clarify, I wasn't comparing him to Dybala, per se. I just meant an yeah. example of a player at a smaller team. Mm -hmm. For sure, Dybala was on yeah, a different yeah. level when he's but, at Palermo. Oh. But I, your Piontek example, I get what you're saying. But just talking about raw talent. Yeah. Like, the kid is so much more talented than what Piontek was. I would say Verratti. Verratti that had a fantastic yes. year at Pescara. Yeah, exactly. And all the Italian teams were afraid to put mm -hmm. money where PSG said, this is a talent, this is the money, we'll take you. So that's a great example. It's, it's, that's a great yeah. example. Because when you watch Verratti play, it drove me crazy. I was watching Pescara games. I said, this guy could play it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Nobody, everyone's scared to take a risk on him. And yes, money plays a factor. But I heard people saying mm -hmm. about Verratti at that time, oh no, he can't go to the next level. It doesn't matter where he was playing. It's his yeah, reading of the see. game and his skill was so much higher than anyone else's. P, out of a question, but do you believe if you do get sold prematurely, say you go to Udina, you don't break out as much, you don't maybe have a first good debuter, it's hard, and you start battling for your spot, and it kind of def not defeats the player, but it stuns his growth almost. Do you, could you see that perspective? I'm not saying it would happen. I agree with Mike. But sometimes it's not always the case to just ship him well, out. If you're good, you're good. It, if it you're has not, not. It has happened you in, know? In, the, in the past. Yeah. You know? So some players, yeah, they uh, they make the pass. They go to a big team and then... doesn't uh, work they out. They get burned. Survival it, of the it, fittest, though. It's like it, it, if you're good, it, it, then you make it. If you're not good, then you weren't going to have It's not just a yes I, or no, though. I, but it is. It's kind of... It's it's not it's not black and white. It's not his moment. I don't think it's black and white either. No, but that means it's not his moment. Bernadeschi left Fiorentina, you know, in, he went to uh, Juventus. Somebody says he belongs, he should get number 10. A lot of people said, oh, he's mm -hmm. not when trust, he first I don't trust Fiorent the opinions of anyone who said that about Bernadeschi. No, but when, yeah, he, when he first he, left Fiorentina, he, <laughs> he was, was a good player in, in, yeah, in Listen, Fiorentina. Juventus they, they didn't go after him for nothing. Yeah. He was a they had said, oh, yeah. But then Bernadeschi didn't work out. You know, sometimes when you do that level, you also have to be uh, mature. Yeah. You know, mentally you have to so be. So is it the level that's his problem, or is it that Bernadeschi was not going to become there? Like, yes, you you took the risk. He went to Juventus. He didn't make it, right? Oh, fair play to him for wanting to take on the yeah, challenge. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. waiting a year or waiting two years, I don't think waiting a year or waiting two years for Bernadeschi, he would ever have become no, the great player. No, no. But maybe if he stayed at Fiorentina, he would have. An extra year, you say, Gatano. An extra year. One extra year, he would have played a lot, a lot more, mm -hmm. and maybe for Fiorentina, he would have been valuable for Fiorentina. For Fiorentina, okay, that's I agree with that. Okay, but yeah. not that but if he stayed for another year, then he could go to Juventus and become this star. No, but that's okay. just for him. That doesn't solely mean for everybody. It's not cookie cutter, you know. It, so it has happened to yeah. a lot of the players, but if you have the talent, 
if you have the talent, the raw talent, like Dybala, I mean, Dybala is going to make it wherever he goes. He, you know, he could make it with PSG, he could make it with anywhere the Premier League. He will be uh, good, even though Argentina is the only place. Where yeah, but Catano, we have seen this okay, after I the fact. See, I'm focusing more on the talent side. Yeah, so but the thing is, with Argentina, he's got Messi in front of him. So it's hard for him to really express himself because you have the arguably the best player in the world playing in his, joke, posi- right? in his position. Uh, I mean, he hasn't performed in Argentina. I mean, no, if, I, if I was the coach of Argentina, I would have found the space for Dybala to play. You know, is it yeah. a, hard to criticize when they just won the World Cup? Yeah, I would have found the, the uh, sorry, no, but I, you know, they were very close of uh, also not <laughs> of losing. So anyway, let yeah. me just say wait, something wait, wait, to wait, finish wait, wait, up. Wait, wait, Go wait, ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think talent wise. There's a lot of very talented players. Of course. But what makes someone great is the mentality. Mm-hmm. So, like, even for Bernardeschi, it's not to pinpoint him. But some some, some people need to have the praise of a team, need to have the the the, 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 the star light on him. And, and for a lot of times, that's why you see, like, the players that are able to do well in a, in a big team or, mm-hmm. the, or they can't do well in a big right. team. So that would be interesting mentality to to is number one. Listen, right. a top, one, one, a more, one more, I'll say one more example, CDK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, everybody thought he was talented. The, the, even the coach, they After said, okay, game. this yeah. guy is going to be a talent. He got to maybe AC Milan, the, the theater was too big for him. You know, maybe uh, another year playing and then Belgium. get there a little bit more mature because he's young, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, 21. 22. So, in that case, uh, because once you lose that confidence, it's hard to come back from it, that. Then it's difficult. Like to, it crushes you. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I, does that make I a difference? Bad, I feel bad for this kid because I think the kid has got talent. Yeah, his vision. He has very good. He's vision. He's got very good vision. But you know what hurts I, him too? Sorry, Pete. Just one last thing, because I think it's also Milan doesn't spend a lot of money. We know the the financial struggles that they've been in. So I think when they do spend thirty five million for some teams, thirty million they they toss right. out thirty million for nothing. For Milan, I think. That was their signing, right? So when they spend thirty-five million, a lot of fans come with the pressure of he has to be a right. ready-made player, right? Which also like hurts him. Something. Because like yeah, things it's, didn't help. Yeah. It's, not, it's not taking like the full three hundred sixty. So you think he's not good picture. enough? And, though? And, no, I think he is. That, I, I think he does have that. I think I agree in with that you. position, because AC Milan has had great players. When you go and, and look at AC Milan and you see this kid, and now you're comparing it. to... To Kaká, you yeah, compare, you know, they had so many number 10 that were so Let, good. But Marco, what's the Let difference me, from what you said from the, either you have it or not that part? Like so for CDK. I, because I still believe in him. Like, I okay. think we've only seen him for six months. Milan has not, in the beginning of the season, Milan was doing great. In their period now, they have not done great. Nobody has performed. So there okay. are so many variables on that side yeah. that and I don't also judge him spot yet. Too. He lost his starting yeah, spot. Yeah, I know. Right, but yeah. it's not but like you're he, saying he until gained the starting spot last year. And I think you can't... For me, you think about Tonali. Who Tonali was another guy that yeah. he's been poor lately. But their first season, many people laughed at him at AC Milan. Yep. They said, "What did everybody do getting Tonali?" But I watched Tonali at Brescia, and I said, "The guy is talented. He has it." The second season, he became very yeah, important very for Milan. One of the so, best players. Some players need time, and that's why I say, like, if you have an, if you just see the talent, right? And I'm not saying talent is everything because we could give examples of Zaniolo and Cassano. Balotelli and Cassano. I'm not saying Don't that say anything about Cassano. <laughs> Cassano has not shied for uh, for okay. showing what he's capable to do. My, my point is, take that, it back, take uh, it back. Cassano, I take it back. Cassano. Cassano. He's a whole jar of Nutella. He's very talented. <laughs> my 
I just want to say it's not. It's definitely not all about talent. But when you do see talent, we can't judge the mental side. We don't know. We're not there every single day. Yeah. We don't see how they train. Yeah, we don't course. see how they act. We don't see what motivates them. So what we can judge is talent. And so when you see talent, you have to bet. Guys, on you wanted me to put it very bluntly the way the way I see things. Let's talk about like a, a dish. You cut the the best prime cut on on a piece of meat, like filet mignon. Okay, you take the filet mignon, you cut it. The filet mignon, you was when you prepare it for the filet mignon to be placed on the dish with all the the garnish and all the stuff, it has to be done to perfection. The catelar, it's a prime cut of meat, <laughs> overcooked. <laughs> That's not overcooked. Not, undercooked, not, not, undercooked, 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 undercooked. There you go. So we got so put them back in the oven. Some people yeah. like it. Some we, people like uh, We rushed the true. I said, hey, I got a piece of flamingo. Boom on the dish. He's too rare. Too rare. What, what the hell yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. He's going to report you. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, <laughs> no, let him give him time. The, the, he's going to show it. The kid, the kid has got talent. Yeah. Okay. You compared him to steak. But <laughs> flamingo, not steak. Filet mignon. Okay. He's snorting over here. He's the, 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 so the kid has got talent. We are now analyzing the game but now with filet mignon. But now you get, you, you get to uh, <laughs> San Siro and you get to AC Milan, where is the biggest stage, and you don't do well right away. Mm. Also, the coach, uh, they have pressure because they need to win the next yeah. game. And if they see, they try you this game, they try the other game, they try, and then you don't perform, they're going to put you on the bench. Yeah. Where maybe with another team, they would have left you there, mm. and and then you you start building Grand up your out. confidence, confidence, and then all of a sudden you come up and so, to me that's uh, that's the that's oh, the difference. We're talking about uh, Milan. Why don't we talk about no, the game? One second. I was just say one, one last thing. I would just say, every time it, it's the first year for a player, you're coming into a new country in a city I was a very difficult league, compared to a Belgium. Uh, it's it, he's gonna have his growing pains mm -hmm. now. What we have to see in this player is how he comes back, right? How in the next year can he take on his the responsibilities mentally? Is he ready to take on and 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 take this role within Milan, live up to his expectations? Obviously, when you have the for Milan, right? They're not doing so good this year. So at that point, you're in a a, a burning house, uh, pretty much, right? So when everything is not going right. Whenever you try to do something, you know, you're just going to keep on falling into this black hole. So More you don't fire. have that morale. You don't have people around you and you don't see things moving well. So everything is going uh, the wrong way. He needs time because he's young, but he also we have to see next year what he's made of. If he doesn't come back strong, then at that point, he's not yeah. going to be the player for Milan. Okay, well said. Speaking about fires, I think Pioli is actually on fire at this point. Uh, another seven games now <laughs> uh, in a row for Milan. He catches on. Win. He catches on. The only uh, win in 2023 has been Salernitana. Uh, terrible, terrible showing from the the team in uh, in the derby. And uh, we'll, we'll let's let's hit on Milan first, and then we'll hit on Inter. The right from the start, three five two formation, a formation that they've not played this season, and he decides to drop Leao and. My gosh, did this entire formation backfire? What's so weird is that Milan were praised for the style that they played last year. They were a team that was organized. They were a team that pressed as a unit. They played this high line. They tried to attack. They tried to go forward. They looked like a team coached by Mourinho or by Allegri because every man was behind the ball. 
and they couldn't even do that effectively. And I think the biggest shock for was Pioli's tactics. First of formation, Mark, like you said, and playing Messias in the center, in the middle of the park, playing him play in cent center days. midfield. Like, what are you doing? And did they even register a shot on target? I don't even think no, they, they didn't. They didn't. They did in, in the first half. In the first half. In the first yeah. half, they did. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is with them. They look deflated. They look scared. Inter. It could have been ugly with Inter. Inter could have scored a lot more goals. But I feel like Milan got a. We've been saying the same thing the past few podcasts where they ha haven't found the motivation to keep going. The players that were supposed to perform aren't performing, and I think it's this. I don't want to keep rambling on, but I just feel like it's the same thing from them, and I don't think Pioli's the answer for the future. But was but the only thing that was different is that I think that Pioli's entire game plan was let's not concede a goal until halftime. Let's go with zero goals, and then we're able to throw on Leal. We'll try to open them so, up so and hope that Inter get broken how down a little bit. How are you starting Leal on the that, bench? That, but that's how I think that was Pioli's idea from the start. I mm -hmm. hope it was Let's get this side of the table first, and then we'll go to... I mean, Antonio. I have never seen a Jeez. team play so bad. And usually when you have uh, some kind of uh, tactical uh, uh, that you want to uh, implement in the game... If this is the whole field, you wait them at midfield. These guys, they were waiting. They were waiting here, you know, right outside the area. They're playing I mean, deep. I mean, yeah. they were playing so far back, and then everybody, to me, was out of position. Uh, I mean, they never got to. They didn't do anything in the first half. Nothing. Tonali was uh, was a disaster. Yeah, Krulic was a disaster. Calabria was, Calabria was a, a disaster. Everyone. I mean, everybody, and they, they look so out of it. And at one point, uh, and I think you pointed out, and I saw a picture today, there are like six players uh, pointing at the at the goalkeeper that made a mistake, and Tata they Rosano. said, yeah, they said the goalkeeper was the best player on the field. Yeah. Well, Gazeta rated and Corriere rated him the best which uh, performer not, for Milan, not, which, which is, is pretty not bad. Much, but yeah. pretty, pretty I, bad. I think the Milan lost from the beginning. You know, before the players even went out onto the field. When you're and I, I feel for Pioli because I think Pioli had uh, had done such a, a masterful job last year making Milan win that Scudetto, where you know a lot of people argue would say oh inter lost it and it wasn't more so milan but i you know i want to give credit where credit is due and pioli was able to make things work with that milan team last year and then when you see this you know the fall or the debacle of this milan team where you go out to play versus inter your arch rival you don't need any motivation to exactly. play inter so at that point you change the formation to a 352 i just feel like you're already saying hey Give As up. you said before, our objective is not to let in the amount of goals that we let in. And we're going to have to defend two the nails because we already tip our hat to Inter, right? It's like the boxer going out there saying, I'm just going to play defensive, block my face because I don't want to get knocked out. And let me see if I can stay the, the length of, of the rounds. And I just feel that's the wrong approach. And especially, especially for a Milan team where historically they've always played the beautiful football in, in Italy. You know, um, Juventus, Inter, always been known more of a, a catenaccio trying to win, whereas Milan has the history of the Dutch players, Saki, all these guys that you always, no matter what, you can lose, but you're going to play the right way. You know, um, even though Catenaccio, Nerio Rocco, was a Milan coach way back when, the inventor of Catenaccio. But Milan, historically, have been this beautiful... Their best teams have you know, with, with, with Berlusconi, Gagliano, they would be ashamed... Right, of yeah. watching no, this Milan. They're really, really bad. Okay. Really and, bad. 
And one one thing I want to say. You finish? I want to say just one more thing. Okay. I w- sorry, but <laughs> what I, what I don't like yeah, even fine. is you change to a three man back where no one has experience, and you see in the first half the spacing was all wrong. Inter were free to play, yeah. so yeah. even when you're defending, Inter should have scored two go- two more goals. They were more. Yeah, that they were so more idea. You didn't even do the right thing. Now I would like to point out something. I like his analysis better. Burning house and so far, so then you're uh, <laughs> then your prime mignon, okay? <laughs> you know That's what? what I wanted to say. What do you think about what do you think about Mila? Oh, thanks for the question. Uh, uh, by the way, first of all, I am speechless, and many times it's better be silent because the silent can be deafening. Okay, AC Milan, everything that has to go wrong is going wrong. There is no excuses. I think the formation is the first, the first hint that you can have it. How the hell you go from a 4-2-3-1 into a 3-5-2? At least started with a 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still, you stop, you know, you leave your defense. I mean, you don't even have the best defender playing for you. Tomori is out. You have to put Gabi inside. You have to put uh, Kalulu and you have to put, uh, I know Calabria has been playing poorly and Kaya the last few games. I said, at least leave your defensive line and then add to the midfield and let the forward line come in help and filter a little bit more so when you're starting like that and you're starting the game defending none on the midfield defending on uh, on the penalty box technically you just have you give it three quarter of the field to Inter. then it, the, the, i don't think onana took a he had a shot in the first half right no they have zero that. attempts on target so what i'm trying to say is there is a lot of confusions going on i think i blame pioli because pioli to me i mean Everybody's got injuries. I'm not going to take excuses for the injuries, but the way Pioli's been placed at the team on uh, inside of the field is disgusting, not despicable. So uh, I will say Maldini should have uh, his footprint on uh, the team. I think he needs to come down over there from the stand, stop sitting around with those uh, uh, bureaucrats over there, coming down, starting to talk to the players, starting to to uh, you know talk some sense to the to the team because he's capable to do it. So I think the best stretch at some point is going to end. Mm-hmm. I hope it ends soon. We're going to have four or five games. The Tottenham is the biggest <laughs> challenge for us. Oh uh, so I know we're going to get one. Yeah. Bad, bad moment to go into the game. Because yeah. if you, if, if you talk about when, when, when Milan got Tottenham, yeah. I said yeah, they're going to the play yeah. against Spurs. No, no, it will be a great game. Now I'm so nervous about it. And they just got off the big win, two Spurs. But you know what? The only thing that I can say that is positive, I saw some minor little spark on the second half. Nothing crazy, don't get me wrong. A little spark on the second half, they're starting to come out and all the stuff. So they have the, the build-up. They had, I mean, when you go down much on goal. They yeah. know the choice. But at least, you know, on the positive side, I'm starting to see that we didn't get spanked with four goals, five goals, three goals. Hey, the last five or six games. You can't uh, say that, though. <laughs> yes, but you can. But that was, that's also because Inter, I'm sorry, Inter, Inter, yeah. Inter didn't play in the second Inter half. Stopped. We'll get they, to that. They didn't play in the second Inter, half? Inter did not play the second half. Let me tell you something. <laughs> and we had two goals this loud. You know why they didn't play in the second half? Because they were afraid for AC Milan to come back and, and take the game away from them. Not because... Uh, they didn't want to play. They AC Milan. They no, I'm, started I'm just saying why you're saying that you didn't lose by four goals. But if Inter played like Inter could have yeah. played, I think yeah, Inter could have killed. More. It could have been more. Well, let's more. say AC Milan. If AC Milan would have played the way that no, no, play sorry, game, I meant, you know? I meant by the way that they started that first half. Yeah, if they continued, if they continued the oh, way that yeah. they started the first they, half, well, they did I think not. this. I thought the second they half was going to get break the second half. My only thing tactically. If we just say tactically, right, and then we'll we'll switch to Inter. 
it also doesn't make sense to, in my mind, the more than three five two never made any sense because three five two is a very tough formation to start with to just run into. Not yeah. with that it defense. takes time with wing backs, with your center backs, with the positioning. Yeah, right Should have went to four three three. Totally mm-hmm. agree. Even if you do a, a three five two, you had nobody dynamic in attack to even win on a counter attack. Like you take Leao out, right? Whatever you don't want Leao to play, you you don't you don't have to, right? But he's the only guy who on a counter attack has speed to dribble past. The into defense. So not only did you play defensive, you had no chance attack, at going forward attack. and scoring. But, yeah, you had those two all time. Giroud and this aside guy. Aside from a three-five-two, Messias playing Medzala, playing the eight position, who is historically attacking, uh, you know, winger. If anything, playing into that midfield role, terrible decision because he looked like a, you know, uh, he was he was out of it. He was, and then like awful. you said, Origi, who this year has done nothing. You reward him by giving the this the opportunity versus Inter. It was where out of spy. what what is Origi? What does he add to this Milan team at that point? Nothing. That Leal doesn't. So I feel like you're even making a decision where, aside from the lineup, you're putting in this guy that doesn't add anything to this Milan, hasn't proved or, or deserve anything mm-hmm. in this Milan team. Taking out Leal, where subconsciously you're saying Leal is the problem. You are okay to everyone and. You even losing out because Leao is a guy that if you're sitting back, you kick the ball long to him He's and he can outrace everybody yeah. and yo, score yo, your goal. Yo, 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 he shot himself on the foot. He shot himself on the foot by doing that for sure. To you. Leao now is a problem. Yeah, as well as as well as every Milan player. Whether you start him or whether you don't start him. Whether you start him or whether you don't start him, a problem is a problem. Nothing change. Whether you do two plus one or one plus two. The results, the final results, that's not yeah. change. Mato, but what we're saying is tactically, right? Because you're gonna, you're sitting back, you're I defending. Understand that. So when you counterattack, Origi, Giroud, we already know he's not gonna offer you speed. Right. But not even Origi offers you speed. So what's the game plan? Is is what I'm asking to you? Yeah. By the players they played without layout, then you have zero speed he's besides against, Hernandez as a left right. wing back. That's what I'm saying. He's to going you. against his tactics. Well, yeah, the mistake was made on the on the formation on the, uh, the three five two. Yeah. You don't play a three five two. So what I'm saying is, even if you want to play three five two, how can you play Origi and Giroud as the, the strikers? Oh, you can't. Yeah, I mean it's wrong. Okay. That was wrong from okay. the minute. Nobody's sure. criticizing that. Everybody knows. And it was uh, the, the first few minutes I, I, when I started to watch the game, and you were not here. I asked them. I said, "Oh my God, what the hell is going on over here? You have to make the change yeah, immediately. This is not a, a formation that you are. Uh, you're gonna." You're gonna do anything. So, but the bottom line is this: when you make mistakes, let's hope that they learn from the mistakes. Okay? Are they though? No. Well, how does not. Milan get out of this? Because their transfer market, none of the players are making any difference. They have a lot of injuries yeah. that are still impacted them. There's a lot of finger pointing going around between the team. They also have like a little bit of an identity crisis because they don't know what to do now. They don't know if they should stick by the way that they won last year or switch. So how do you even get out of this? How are you going to get out? The only way to get out is to have, as I said before, Mancini coming down. Maldini, Maldini. Excuse me. Maldini coming down and, and talk to the player. He's a respected guy. Pioli, I don't think he's got the, the charisma and, and the caliber of, of uh, the personality to be able to impress something Maldini on the head of the kids. Knowing, uh, knowing Maldini already did. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking. It, uh, Maldini already did. There's a bigger problem there. I agree. Does, does, does Pioli? There's, there's a bigger and, problem. And we got. We have to go to, on to Inter. Sorry. One problem. One big problem is Leao. Big. The guy has got talent. The guy His was body one of the best horrible. player last year, and now I felt you lost it. You're losing this player. 
We lost it already. Just by the way he walks. Yeah, I we lost him. Yeah, we lost he, him. He, he doesn't care. He's, he projects... Uh, Weakness, the, the, nonchalant. Yeah, it's just that he doesn't belong to the game. Care. It's and not what he said. That's a big problem because... We would like to him to stay in Serie A because yeah. he, he, you know, he could He's be a very, very, very. He's gone. Doesn't that also represent player. so many players? Because there's so many players on Milan that I looked at it and I'm like, yeah. they look like a Giroud. shadow of themselves. Yeah. Tonali, Tonali played that more. Salamakers. Well, he never he never plays well, so we get all of those. Yeah, he did a That's couple a, of uh, games last year. That uh, he was one of the best players. He had a couple is, of. Is there, is there literally is there any player that you could stick up for on that Milan? Benasser, Benasser, I meant the team that played. Oh, okay, my bad. Tatarushano oh, was the only no, one. Right. That's it. Yeah, yeah, no, Everyone that's else needs yeah. to be criticized, and wow. they need to stop. He was the no, best when he rains, he pours. So that's what you guys are doing right now, and uh, you justly so. I mean, AC Milan played like shit. Yeah, justifiable. Okay. Can we say shit, uh, uh, yeah. Nicky? Inter. Let's talk okay. about Inter because right. massive game for them. Keep the you know it became a, a battle for the Champions League. Even this yep. game, you know, who could qualify for Champions League? Great first half from you guys. Lautaro Martinez is unbelievable. Yeah, Seven goals in nine games in 2023. Uh, the man is on fire. He's becoming the man. He always scores against Milan. After Cagliari, that's his favorite team to score against. He also had many other opportunities. I mean, the offsides that I think his ear earlobe, yeah, his very, earring was very offsides. Tough, very tough. So very close. Second half, you did disappoint me a little bit just because I I thought you were just gonna go for it and really win the game. But what 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 do you think, Pete? No, I mean that that first half was a performance that I I wanted to see. You know, it's total domination, trying to to really take it to the opponent. Obviously, when your when your opponent is a is a sparring partner then that's the only thing that you can really do. Because, let's face it, Milan did not play the first half. They sat back, they waited, Absorbed they just the didn't want to, mm-hmm. um, you know, get a goal against. And Inter had the opportunities. Um, you know, I still want to see a little bit more effectiveness to to be a little bit more cutthroat. Because that first half, I was even thinking, I said, listen, we scored one goal, we should have scored two, three goals, and that can bite us in the, in the butt in the, in the second if, half. If Giroud if knew how to trap the yeah. ball... He had Giroud. I've never seen a touch as bad as that, that one. Bad. Because if so he scores that one, yeah, you're scores right. Scores that goal. Everything that you did doesn't goes, mean anything. Doesn't drain. mean anything. And it changes the, the momentum of, of the game also. So that's that I still see with Inter. We have to be more effective. And I think there was a stat. I'm not sure if I, I read it. But most points thrown away. Aside from that, like the most chances that we get. Like we we take a lot of Wait, shots wasteful. and less uh, amount of conversion goals rate. or conversion rate, yeah, whatever the case might be. Yeah. So that is a problem that I've been saying from from the get go. But definitely Lautaro, I was really worried after the Argentina showing because I was like, this guy's gonna come back as a as a nutcase. But he's been unbelievable. <laughs> take you know, I guess winning it with Argentina took a, a lot off his back, and he's really shown to be to be a leader because you know we need his goals and we need his ability and. He has the captain armband now, mm. uh, which which could have been a very bad situation with Skriniar, but luckily it kind of boiled over where Skriniar, you know, signed with PSG, we all know. They wasn't able to come into terms with Inter, but he had a conversation with the fans, with the Curva Nord, which is, is unlike a lot of players. So I, I do give credit to Milan Skriniar to say, hey, this is the situation. And the fans took it as saying, hey, we have bigger things to fry, which is... We need this Inter team to to play well and to and to reach the Champions League spot. Then we figure out who's to blame or what to do afterwards. But Skriniar is the best defender that we have on this team. He needs to start. And we had that taken care of. Let me say, um, aside from that, I think just Barella 
is amazing Class. and is, is the best Italian midfielder, best Italian player maybe right now. Um, second half, he made a couple of mistakes that I want him to take more responsibility. But in the first half, he made Tonali look like oh, uh, garbage. It, it didn't even exist. In, it, it shouldn't even be playing in Serie A. So, oh, boy. It's the truth. So a, a lot of positivity, but still we have, you know, Gaetano would agree with me, Inzaghi wow. and his game plan in the wow. second half. Be more cautious to make so these impressed. subs, to make these differences. So Very impressed. Very we, impressed. It drives know. me crazy. Yeah. That's what, that was the question I was going to ask you. What happened in the second half? Yeah. I know the answer. But I, <laughs> 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 Yo, you asked the question wow. and you what gave yourself the answer. I want him... To see That's what funny. happened in the second half, and then because if I repeat it all the time, then it loses. It. I don't <laughs> you know, want to you know, it anymore. Say, let, let him let, Oh, no, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, what what happened was Inzaghi pulled up that uh, Frenamano handbrake. Yeah. And he got said, scared. Okay, let, let's slow down a little. Let's be cautious. Let's make sure we calculate everything because that's what he does. Yeah. If some player has a yellow card, he's calculated to take him out because. The, the chances of winning a game with the red card is is high and he has all these yeah. statistics you maybe know, I don't know what he's got let but me ask you something this is this is really what drives me insane the way you talk okay <laughs> oh you having fun okay good so for you okay, good. Yes. for you to yes. be pouring poison on the top of a, I mean salt on the top of the wound that AC Milan is right now AC Milan is not a team right now so you make it all in zag in zag the <laughs> I did not say in zag in zag disappeared it's not a Serie A player you have played player. against a no team right now I like to see okay. in the in the remaining part of the let me finish okay oh boy <laughs> my turn in the remaining part of the campionato, I like to see if your attitude is going to have to be the same or you're going to take your tail and just in between, reverse between the bed. Yeah, in, in between your legs. Because this team that you say, oh, Inter, then now what you think they are. <laughs> Questa è una guerra tra poveri. In translated in American, <laughs> translated in American, you're not going to win the campionato. In American. You're not going to win the campionato because the campionato is over already. <laughs> You are on the Champions League. What is it that you're fighting for? You, you, you make it look like, oh, we are the best thing after a sliced bread. You're nothing. You have done nothing so far. The campionato Whoa. is still ahead. They're a better team in Milan. The campionato is still ahead. The campionato is still ahead. No, the pressure, the pressure is on you Champions guys to stay up Italia. there. Yeah, the pressure is still on you up there to, to, to stay here. No, no, AC Milan in the position to be back, you know, trying to, to catch up with you guys. And that's it. That's it. You haven't done anything special. Yeah. Listen, all Nothing. I can say is all that I, I... You have four or five teams right behind you. The first slip up, you can find yourself so on the, the fifth So the derby doesn't place. mean anything? Winning the derby doesn't mean anything? This is not a derby. A derby oh, is not? when two teams are pretty much fighting for the oh, derby. So then, you, you didn't have a team fighting. I know you're trying to rub it in, but uh, it's you should be talking. Out, right? You should be talking. You had a derby with the Salernitana. You were uh, fighting for uh, the 12th place. place, right? For the 12th place. So, you know. Listen, uh, listen, you, the you, best you, thing that yeah. can happen to you yeah, is, look at him, look at him, is look at him. a filet mignon tonight. I know. I know the misery loves company. I know the misery loves company, but don't worry. You got plenty of miserable time coming up to you. All I know, there's no filet mignon in me. Milan's house right now because oh. if this is La Guerra dei Poveri, filet mignon is we'll off, take it. Is we'll off take the it. table. We'll take there, no, you're gonna there. get the crumbs on the floor. The you're gonna be back, back in the crumbs. We house. are used to, uh, to, to eat the doghouse. So, so yeah. Pete, like uh, you were saying before, I agree with you. And just a pitch 
to why Napoli is easily going to win the Scudetto is even though how Inter played so good, that could have very easily ended in a 1-1 draw. We're, me and Gaetano were looking at each other like, oh, yeah. the goal's coming, yeah, the goal's so. coming, yeah. the goal's really? coming. I thought it the entire it, time it was coming. Yeah. But it was right there. And if you yeah. can't kill the game, Inzaghi yep. playing well does a, a 180 and takes out subs and yeah. completely changed the momentum of the game, almost costing his team the three points. So you're not and as good as you think. Listen, and that's why Napoli's running away with the Scudetto easily. I, I have to rehear myself because I think that's what I, I yeah, tried you, to say. I don't said, know what you heard. Hey, but hey, You said exactly that. And <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> this game was almost... You did not. The second half was almost exactly the replica of last year. It was almost the same. Yeah. The only thing that was missing is... They were not able to score the goal. Giroud, almost the same exact minute. I think it was like the 76th minute where Giroud, if he controls the ball with his right foot and shoots, last year uh, he puts up... What? He hasn't been on a form. So even if... It, it would have been a very good chance. But knowing Giroud's form, who knows what that, that would have been. Position, what, in that position... Knowing his form, we know exactly what happened. He yeah, took yeah. Oh, that, oh, that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm saying if he controlled... No, what I'm now. saying is that it was almost a replica of last year. <laughs> The only yeah. difference was that Giroud was not on the same form. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The, sure. the way that Milan played was not the same as well. But meaning, Inter fell apart in the second yeah. half last year. Absolutely fell apart in that same derby. Mm -hmm. Crumbled. If Milan get that chance at one-one, where Giroud normally oh. would have scored that, they could have been completely back into the game. And that maybe takes them out of this uh, this slump also, because Probably. that's that's what the derby can do, or these big games when you when you make up for it. <laughs> You know, okay, you we, can, you we can lost figure it out. No, I think no, we, man, we man, got man, everything. Man, Guys, we're good. Anything else? So we got a couple. Yeah, he's testing PO. Well, we got Roma, Lazio. Oh, we're <laughs> talking about Roma. Yeah, we did. We touched. Lazio, I don't have any other talking Fall, points. Atalanta. We got no talking points, and uh, we go. When is uh, when are they playing now? Oh, Next. Why well, I, I gotta say, we're talking about uh, points being lost while you were uh, after leading in a game. We actually made a graphic on mm. it. Time football TV on Instagram. The Let's take a guess. Marco, you can't answer, obviously. Who do you think the team in Serie A who was leading and ended up losing the most points overall this season? Juventus. Okay. You're the opposite end. Well, uh, probably Inter because you were talking about Inter. No. Roma. No. Mm. Roma, wrong. not at all. Everyone wrong. Milan. Lazio. Lazio. Wow. 17. Crazy, oh, right? Winning position. Wow. Just read, read, the, read, the, read the list so, in order. Lazio, 17 points lost. Wow. That's Atalanta lot. second with 14, Man. Inter with 11, Juve with 5, Milan with 2, tied with Roma and Napoli with 2. Wow, mm. that's it. Because so they're not crazy. in a winning position that much. Well, Lazio, Sarri, and Inzaghi, they can shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spalletti, Spalletti deserves. Spalletti this year. You can't touch him. Yeah, go. All right, guys. Thank San, you for watching. San, San Gennaro is uh, all over him. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao, ragazzi. And Forza? Forza IFTV. Oh, he forgot about Milan completely. Nah, <laughs>